All right, welcome, welcome into episode 103 of the Dynasty Monarchy podcast. Can you smell that? I can smell it. It is football time. Thursday night football is right upon us. If you are listening right now, the game is either happening or has already happened. I'm going to say it. Chiefs win convincingly. Lions dreams shattered. Uh, But again, wanted to thank everyone for making it to the episode We have a couple special guests on in lieu of our super producer. Super producer Nixie just moved into a new apartment and does not have Wi-Fi, so he will not be here this episode. But we do have JFD, John from Dayton, filling in, as well as D-Man, one of Max's buddies, the D-Man. Say hi. Hello, all. Hello, all. What a fancy gentleman he is. We have a great episode for you today. We're going to be doing crystal ball predictions, first ones of the year, and then wrapping up with a fantasy draft, a keeper league that Max and D-Man co-own. So we're going to be doing that last draft before the season starts, before we get into the episode. Wanted to shout out our Twitter account, at Dynasty Monarchy. Go over there. We have a signed Garrett Wilson jersey. Signed Garrett Wilson jersey, given away for free. All you got to do is follow, at Dynasty Monarchy, and retweet to enter. And, you know, I don't see many people giving away free jerseys on Twitter especially sign and two we're still growing there's not that many entries go over there retweet it and if you go to apple pod spotify Podbean, wherever you get your podcast leave us a review screenshot that review and send it to us we'll give you 10 entries and now i know i'm feeling juicy tonight you do that you say i listened to the episode with d-man and you use code word degenerate i'll give you 15 entries with the code word degenerate as like the caption to the review that you leave. So if you leave a review and you screenshot and you, you code word degenerate, great. Even if you have already left a review, you can still screenshot that, say, I already got the review for the 10 points. I want the extra five points for the degen- degenerate and we'll give it to you. All right. Again, thanks everyone for making it into the episode. Let's go. Why, hello there, my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, where you will learn how to rule over your Dynasty League for years to come. Now, allow me to introduce you to your hosts. Here we go, episode number 103 of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Whoever you may be, however you may be listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, welcome, welcome, welcome in, Max. And D-Man and JFD holding it down in Cleveland. I'm here in Jersey. We're getting ready for some football. Before we talk fantasy, before we talk regular season XYZ, I did want to take a small moment. I know a lot of hearts have been touched by this man's music. Jimmy Buffett, sadly, I won't say tragically, sadly passed away this past weekend. And I wanted to get your favorite Jimmy Buffett song. Anyone out there? So Max... D-Man, JFD, any of you guys, favorite Jimmy Buffett song, It's the Pride of Summer. That's yours? No, it's the Pride of Summer. Pride of Summer is listening to Jimmy Buffett on the beach with a drink in your hand. Sure. Mine's got to be probably five o'clock somewhere. Pretty good song. I've been to a couple Margaritavilles in my days. Uh, There's actually one in Cleveland that I have been to. But yeah, I'll probably go with that and pass it to D-Man. Like Max mentioned, Margaritaville. Probably one of the best ones he's got out there all time. Wasting away again in Margaritaville. 
we got a singing guy on the pod. We do, D man, Mister Mister Special Singer. We gotta make sure you don't quit your day job though, because that was not the best, D man. JFD, do you have a favorite Jimmy Buffett song? Peter, I think if you're saying anything other than Margaritaville, it's five o'clock somewhere with Alan Jackson is pretty good too. Correct. But I mean, if you're not, if you're, you gotta say one of those two for sure. I mean, those two songs right there, are two legendary bangers. So R.I.P. to Jimmy, of course, great guy. All right, I'll wrap us up. My favorite song is A Pirate Looks at 40 by him. It's uh, one of his more popular songs, but not his most known. Uh, I just have really good memories of driving down the shore with my dad, uh, listening to that uh, that song right as we'd go over the bridge, entering our favorite shore town. Uh, that song's good. He Went to Paris is good. My favorite popular one is Cheeseburger in Paradise, though. I love Cheeseburger in Paradise. And I know Max doesn't because he's a vegetarian. <laughs> I'm not a vegetarian anymore, Pete. I mean, you you know this. You know I'm not a vegetarian. It's it stinks that you uh, you think I am, but I'm not. All right, we're gonna get into the episode right now. Thanks for listening. Uh, and wanted to shout out the jersey giveaway we're doing. I know you already just heard it, but again, I want to say follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy over there. We're giving away that free Garrett Wilson signed jersey. All you got to do is follow and retweet the post. Let's get into the episode. All right, let's get into our crystal ball segment. Mr. Max, I know you have a play that you're really confident in. I think I put it in the dock for you. Didn't even know if you were going to look, go look at it. But I think I know the play that you're really confident in. Um, Yeah, for this week here, uh, I mean, so we're going to do crystal ball for week one here. My crystal ball, my, I'm going to do my boom, and then we can kind of just go down the list here. I'm going to do my boom. It's it's kind of like a Peter pick, honestly. Um, Peter's usually on these, but I'm going to join him here. I'm going to go with the Washington Commanders defense. Um, they play the Arizona Cardinals. They're at home. I do have a friend that works for the Commanders. Sold out game. So I think that should be electric. A reverse the- protest. It's a reverse protest to Dan Snyder. They're really happy with Josh Harris. Um, but I just like the defense. Like when you're drafting in redraft leagues, whatever it is, Look at those week one matchups. You start good, you finish good, you play good, you look good, whatever it is. Unless your name's Peter, then you don't do any of it. I think the Washington defense, that whole philosophy on streaming defense, I think is great. I think if you pick them up in the last round of your fantasy draft, you're not gonna for like you're not gonna be upset about it. And you just stream defense week by week if that's your strategy. I love them, especially if you picked up a defense like the Jets. You picked up the defense like the Jets because you really like them this year. The first half of their schedule is horrid, but the back half is championship worthy. So I would not mind picking up, drafting the Jets defense and maybe streaming Washington or or another defense like that this year. So JFD's going to do a surprise one, and then he's going to read off Nick C's. Is that cool? Sounds good to me. Boom, week one. Got to love week one here. I've been anxious all week. It's really getting through my, getting me through work during the day. My boom this week. Travis Etienne. I think the Jags are going to come out hot. I think the Colts' defense is not that good. Um, I really do think that Travis Etienne will have a great week with that new and improved Jags offense looking to take a step forward this year. And then uh, moving into Nick C's pick here. So uh, Monarch Nick, he's got Jahan Dotson. Um, Terry's a little banged up, still day-to-day with injury. Uh, And even if Terry does play – um, I'm, I, we're still expecting Dotson to get um, a lot of reps here. So 
not to mention Arizona is probably the worst defense in the league and the worst team. Um, I think despite the quarterback situation being a little eh in Washington, I do think Jahan Dotson's going to get the volume that he deserves. The ball has to go somewhere, right? It truly does. And before I made that trade for Anthony Richardson, I was starting Sam Howell. I'm very confident in Sam Howell, especially week one. Pete, you're up. All right, my boom for this week. I love Bijan Robinson. Carolina's defense has been decent in the past, but they might be without Brian Burns. They're all pro, pro bowl defensive stud, absolute stud. He is in contract negotiations, might hold out, might not. I just think week one, the Falcons are going to want to show off their shiny new toy. This is Christmas Day for Falcons fans going to see him run on the field. I think they're going to run a ball a lot. They're going to show off that shiny new toy, and he is going to find his way in the end zone this weekend. Anytime a running back finds his way into the end zone, usually does not bust. Bijan Robinson to boom in week one. The hype will be unreal. I, I do agree, Pete. I, I really like Bijan this year. I mean, everyone in the dynasty community took him 101 overall, and I think he's going to have a pretty insane year. All right, let's flip it back around. My bust of the week is going to be Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy and or the San Francisco passing offense. Steelers defense is no joke. They're really good. That interior defensive line is disgusting with Watt uh, and all the other guys they have on that D-line. I think we have Mike Tomlin has an entire offseason to plan against an inexperienced quarterback. I, I might take the Steelers to win outright in this game just because of the coaching advantage that Mike Tomlin's going to have against a very young and inexperienced quarterback. I also think the big reason why I'm saying that they're going to bust, whether or not Purdy throws an interception or whether or not puts whether or not he puts up zero points, that doesn't matter to me. I would just go for a different streaming styled option at quarterback and or receiver. Obviously you're going to start CMC, but if I have to decide between Debo and another player, I'm going to take that other player. Cause I think the final score is going to be like 13 to 10. I think it's going to be a really low scoring event. Yeah, the degenerate, uh, David, sorry. Uh, David, he agrees to your pick and just wants to make a comment real quick. Yeah, I agree with that pick. Nuke the under. New, yeah, it might be a nuke. Slam the under. I don't know what it's at even. We're going to say it's probably like high 30s, low 40s maybe right now. Um, yeah, that game might be just like an absolute gross game where you might only see a couple touchdowns happen. Um, I love the under in that game, but you know how it works. Vegas works. I mean, if everyone likes the under, magically it's somehow going to go over, but I – Pretty confident that game's not going over 35 points. All right. Let's swing it back around a Super Producers bust. Sure. Super Producers bust. Um, honestly, I can get behind it here. It's James Cook. They're facing one of the best defenses in the league. He really expects Cook to disappoint this year. He thinks it's going to be a workload spit with Damian Harris. He has five points and two points against the Jets last season in full point PPR. He's getting him out of any lineup he has. I can see it. They're like, my bus is kind of going to go off Mr. C's here. But when you like break it down, I like it because he plays on Monday night. You know, that's how I rolled last year. You know, that's how I roll every year. It gives you that glimmer of hope. You go to work. You're like, I only need 32 points from James Cook and anything can happen. So Monday I night miracle. It's a tough matchup. It truly, truly is. But I'm, I'm starting him in my flex and I'll probably regret it, but. I will refrain because I'm too giddy about the Jets game. Mr. Max, you give us your bust. I will. And 
just like I love players playing on Monday night, I love the Thursday night games, but not to play them in my fantasy lineup because if they screw you over, I was going to use a different word, but I'm not going to. If they screw you over, you're SOL. So my bust is going to have to be Isaiah Pacheco. I don't know what's going to go on with that Kansas City offense. I get it. The, high, the over-under is 55 right now. Slam just, the under. Yeah, I think the under. They're going to have the jitters. I can think the only reason I see Isaiah Pacheco getting a relevant week one is if he can find the end zone. I expect him to have 10 to 12 carries for 40 yards and maybe two catches for like 15 yards. His only saving grace is going to be an end zone. Um, I think Jared McKinnon's going to be very involved there. And Vegas thinks the over, I think the under, but who knows? I don't know. It's just, I can't start off my season with Isaiah Pacheco putting up two points. So I'm just staying away for that reason. Max is fading Thursday night kickoff. That is going to be our crystal ball predictions for week one. We're going to be back in the swing of things next week. Once our super producer, Nixie finds his internet back All right, let's get into the fantasy draft that Mr. Max has tonight. We'll see you over there. All right, welcome everyone to the draft segment. We have a couple special guests on the podcast. You know, we were just talking with Max and reports uh, and our crystal ball, but now we have a draft segment. It's Max, uh, JFO, who is now JFC, and we have... Another special guest. Special guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, name's David or D-Man. The well, D-Man. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. This is our last redraft episode of the season. D-Man and Max share in this league as a keeper league. Max, if you want to give us the format really quick for all the listeners. David does. David does. Yeah. The D-Man so does? Yeah, we got an eight-man league, uh, keeper format. This will be our second year in the league. Um, last year... It's tough. We were in first place pretty much the whole year. And then I decided to change our team name to free league winner. And we ended up getting third place in the league. But uh, yeah, keeper league, um, each person you keep, um, you lose that draft round, the pick in the round. So we kept just Kelsey. So we missed the first round, but we got a second round pick. You guys missed the first round. What overall pick would you have? So we actually have the second overall pick of the draft because out of the eight teams, one team did no keepers, but every other team's done two or more keepers, so they're missing out um, picks. So we're in a pretty solid spot. We have the second pick and the fourth pick. So there you go. It. It's a pretty good spot. Uh, so, Mr. Max, really quick, live draft. Coming off of a season where your team kind of performed really hot and then underperformed, we know that for a lot of our fantasy listeners out there, they'll get hot starts. Then out of nowhere, they just crumble. And I know you're ready to say, just like you, Peter, but you're not going to say that because you love and appreciate me. What is a kind of advice when you realize that your team is kind of skidding that you'd want to give to any listeners out there? Well, I've had experience with this. I was in the Waffle House last year in one of our redraft leagues. My uh, my brother, JFD, was also in the Waffle House the year before. And it's tough. You don't want to be skidding. You don't want to be going down that downward spiral. So be active on the waivers, as I would say, is probably my number one because there's waiver wire gems out there. I mean, I think after week one, you're going to see a lot of people use their claims on guys that just have one week breakouts. But if you can save that waiver, get a starting running back later in the year, it could go miles for you. Um, And then just be active on the trade market as well. I mean, you know me, I love trading. I love acquisitions. 
Um, so whatever you can do to just get new players and new blood in there, I think is probably the best move. All right. So the guys are on the clock. Can we get a little bit of a rundown of what has happened in the draft since then? Yeah. So I was incorrect before I said we had the second pick. We actually had the third pick. First two picks of the draft, like I said, keepers league only, so you're not going to see any guys on the board like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, any of those guys. Um, but Bijan Robinson goes number one. Uh, makes a lot of sense there. Second pick, same team. He took Nick Chubb at two. And we are on the clock here. We got about 15 seconds to decide. Eckler's there, Mixon, Waddle, Metcalf. Jacobs. Our team right now is Kelsey only. We'll probably go Eckler here. What do you think, Pete? He's the guy. I like Eckler a lot. What's the uh, the PPR in the league? Full PPR, two QBs, four running backs, four receivers, two tight end, two flex, two D, two kicker. Because it's an eight-person league, loaded roster in size. It's two quarterback? Yes. Hmm. That's really so, interesting. I think the way the, eight, the, the two-quarterback system works in an eight-team league where the quarterbacks really don't rise super high just because there's going to be so many of them is wild. Yeah, so we're back on the clock here. Um, like we said, some people didn't have their picks, whatever it is. Our options are Jacobs, Mixon, Waddle, DK, T. Higgins, Olave, Smith, ETN, Najee, Gibbs. Honestly, I think I could... you guys need to lock down that running back room and go Jacobs. Do you think Jacobs? Jacobs could be volume. All right, Jacobs it is. Peter's pick. Peter stands on the hill. Yeah. If Gibbs gets to us, though, I think we have to take Gibbs here in a couple rounds. I do think, too, something we struggled with last year, the reason our team kind of fell apart, our running back room is really good. Last year, we actually had Eckler and Jacobs on our team. So, funny enough, we're going to have them join the squad again. But we had a lot of trouble in our QB room. <laughs> we had, like, Zach Wilson in there for a decent amount of weeks. We had Brock Purdy a little bit. We didn't really have a solidified quarterback. So, I think that might be a target here as well here in the next couple of rounds, try to get someone that's on the board. So there's actually some really good quarterbacks here, and that's that's like what D-Man said. We didn't have a quarterback last year. There's Burrow and Herbert and Fields there. I think we probably have to go one of them with our next pick. What do you think, Peter? I think so as well. So for the listeners out there, can we get a little bit of a draft recap where we're at on the board uh, in the turn yeah. coming up? Yeah, so our pick's coming up here pretty soon. We're going into round four. Like we said, some people kept some players. So they don't have picks. That's why we're going into round four. Roster breakdown, you need two quarterbacks, four running backs, four wide receivers, two tight ends, two flex, two defense, two kicker. So it's a super flex league, essentially, which is loaded running back and loaded wide receiver. Right now, our team is Eckler, Jacobs, and Kelsey. It's a phenomenal team to have. But here we are. We're up again. Do we go quarterback, Peter? Do we go running back again? What do you think? It's full PPR. That's the only problem. So receiver, especially given the fact that a lot of them are going to be kept is hard for you guys to pass up on, but it's either going to be receiver or quarterback for me. It's up to you guys. So what, I like Herbert a lot. Would you go Herbert, Burrow, or Fields? I'd probably honestly go Herbert with the elite the elite floor play at quarterback. You guys said that was a problem uh, last year, and especially in a two-quarterback league, you guys are going to want a floor at quarterback where you can almost guarantee they're going to hit that 19 to 20 points a week. It is so, so, so important. Yeah, I, I think we're going to go Herbert here. I think he has an MVP season. I've actually bet him for MVP of the NFL season. Um, so to get Herbert, to pair him with Eckler, anytime he checks one down to him, that's a tremendous value for us. 
Um, right now we have all AFC West players, so we're a huge fan of the AFC West. You love the 430 time slot. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, honestly, though, you got I kind of do like the 430 time slot. That's the perfect nap time slot. You wake up in the second half of those games. That That's when that's the perfect day. So, yeah, our team, we have one quarterback. We have two running backs. We have one tight end. We have no wide receivers. But like we've talked about on this pod for a long time, the wide receiver room is deep. I mean, it is deep, man. So what do you think in next pick here, Peter? We're not up for about six picks. Um, but what do you think? It has to be wide receiver here. I would be fine if you guys double dipped the next two rounds. I'd be fine if you guys triple dipped the next three rounds at wide receiver. You really? have two elite running backs, right? You have two elite running backs. You have an elite quarterback and elite tight end. I think you have to get as many chances to to hit big on a wide receiver a little bit later as you can possibly get. The way I kind of look at it, having two elite running backs, you can kind of leverage that in a trade situation, in a trade negotiation. So if I need wide receiver desperately, I could get rid of Jacobs for a decent running back plus a good receiver, X, Y, Z, because there's going to be a lack of running back depth. I understand it's a smaller league, but there's still not enough good running backs to go around in the NFL, even in smaller leagues. So Demon and I, we're on the clock in three picks here. Um, not many teams have quarterback, honestly. Demon's eyeing up Burrow, but when you look at the wide receivers, there's Ridley, there's Devonta Smith, there's DK, there's T, there's Olave. Kirk Cousins and Joe Burrow are relatively the same for me this year. I think Kirk Cousins is in a contract year. Somebody can come and make me eat crow on that uh, at the end of the season when Burrow finishes one and is the MVP. But I really don't see a big difference between Kirk Cousins and, and Joe Burrow this upcoming off season, this upcoming season. And, you know, I don't really agree with you often, Pete, but I'm going to agree with you here. I would rather go wide receiver. I would rather go probably Calvin Ridley or DK Metcalf. This is your wide receiver floor play, right? You don't want your first pick to be a gamble. You guys have to get a guy that is going to get guaranteed value at the wide receiver position. So who do you think that would be out of Ridley, Debo, DK, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, Christian Watson? You guys could go with the Charger triple stack. I just can't do that to myself, man. Yeah, I think I don't think we're going the Charger triple stack. I think the yeah. safety here you're going to see production from DK, um, and additionally too in the first you know a couple of weeks, JSN seems to be out. Um, so hopefully this production production will rise there, get some early points out of him, get some chemistry, continue chemistry going between him and Gino. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a quiet season for JSN than people think. DK is going to get his. I really do think he will have a good year. You think DK is the pick? I think DK is the pick over Ridley just because you don't want the the risk of Ridley. Let's yeah. say he comes back and he's not the same, or let's say he comes back and Lawrence isn't doing well because that offensive line is terrible in Jacksonville. Just a million different reasons why Ridley's production could fall. I think DK is a safer floor play at wide receiver. You want to make sure you have that guaranteed value before you start taking like risks. Couldn't agree more. We're going to snag up DK here. He's our wide receiver one. Now it's pretty normal, so we have – um, eight picks till our spot again. Uh, but yeah, we love the AFC West and now we love the NFC West. We don't discriminate over here. All right. So really quick, can we get a breakdown of the whole draft board just for the listeners right now? If you can run pick by pick. Oh yeah, of course, of course. So like I said at the beginning, um, Bijan and Nick Chubb went off the board to start uh, to the same team. We didn't go with any keepers and we were able to grab Eckler there at our first pick. Um, after that, Probably your favorite player, Peter. Jalen Hurts went on the went off the board. 
Philly. It's early for Jalen. No, someone even said here, big reach. Um, then after that, like we said, we were able to snag Jacobs, get two elite running backs there on our squad. Um, and then we had a little bit of running back um, run here where we had Joe Mixon, Jameer Gibbs, Travis Etienne all go off the board. Then kind of wrapping up what we're going on so far, got a quarterback, which we took, Justin Herbert. And then we got a little receiver run. And this is kind of where a lot of teams had their first round pick if they had – this is round four. So a lot of teams had their first pick finally. They kept a couple players. Um, and we had Waddle go, then Olave, uh, T. Higgins right after, and then another Philly boy, Devonta Smith. And then the last couple picks here that have gone, Ramondre went off the board, Debo Samuel. We took Metcalf, and then the last pick, last couple of picks here were Aaron Jones, who I'm not a big fan of, even though I actually got him in a fantasy league. Damian Pierce and Mr. Ridley, the gambler man, just went off the board. He he's a gambler on and off the field. On the field this year, it is it is the highest upside gamble because we all think Trevor Lawrence is going to take that next step, right? But there's such a high risk that not playing football for two years just completely makes you get rusty. Uh, it, it really does scare me. We are up next. Right now, there's Keenan Allen. Amari Cooper just went off the board, which is unlucky. We are kind of looking at him. We're thinking wide receiver. I don't think we want to go with Keenan Allen just because we have a lot of chargers already. We want to diversify those assets. So I guess it just, for me, it comes down to DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, or do we go another quarterback and get like a Fields, Lawrence, or Watson, Pete? I think if Fields is there... That's an interesting up, upside quarterback play. But I also love DJ Moore there. Uh, I think it's a really interesting, hard predicament that I do not envy you guys being in right now. So DJ Moore is a little farther down on the draft board. I feel like he could fall to us. Um, we didn't have quarterback last year. I think going Fields and Herbert would be great, but Mason's got something to say. What's up, Monarchs? Um, if it's me here, I'm taking Justin Fields in a two-quarterback league, and I'm praying that DJ Moore falls to me for my next pick. I think that could be an electric stack this year. The Bears are on the up. I don't know. I think you already got a pretty insane squad. Might as well take the risk now. D-Man, you fine with Fields? Yeah, we're going to roll Fields here, I believe. The boys are going to roll Fields. All right, we're back after that little break. Mr. Max, if you don't mind giving us a little recap of what's gone down. Yeah, so I can fill in for Max real quick, but didn't miss too much. Uh, Fields, Lawrence, and Watson all went off the board. We weren't able to get DJ Moore. He slipped a little bit ahead of where we were picking, and we decided to kind of go with that Charger stack. We took Mr. Keenan Allen. Uh, so we have Allen, Eckler, and Herbert. Um, we do a little, you know, they don't really say, or people usually say don't care about your bye weeks. We do have five people or four people on week five right now, including those You're three. You're going to lose week five. Let it go. It's okay. This brings a question up. If you're in a league where you have Drake London, Bijan, um, or if you have Eckler, Keenan Allen, Herbert, are you trying to trade one of them? You don't draft to trade, but a great idea is to take the best player available, right? So Which you know that you can always get deals done, but you always still want to take a player that's going to fit the mold of your team. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it is it is tough. Uh, I was in a draft. I'm a degenerate out there, and I was bored one night, and I bought into a $100 rando league the other night. And 
I went with Chubb, and then on the turn, I got Amon Ra. But then the third, Gibbs fell to me. So I drafted Gibbs and Amon Ra. Um, I ended up getting a very nice haul for Amon Ra, but it is just one of those situations where it's context dependent. Yeah, so we are up in two picks. Our team right now is Herbert, Fields, Eckler, Jacobs, DK, Keenan, and Kelsey. We need two running backs, three wide receivers, another tight end, and then some flex and bench spots here. Um, I think it would probably be smart to solidify another running back, just given how slim they are. Uh, a defense just went off the board, actually, here in the eighth round. What defense? Who would you pick in the eighth round? The Niners defense. That would be right, Peter. I'm fine with the Saints in a later round with their schedule. That's true. Max, you want Washington's defense for week one, a little bit of a uh, – like you Correct. like you mentioned earlier in the episode with your boom. If you have a draft this close, look at week one, see who's playing. The Cardinals are going to be pulling out Clayton Tulane or whatever his name is. We're on the clock here. Running back-wise, it's slim, man. There's Brees, there's Kamara, there's Javanta, Cam Akers, Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery, Pacheco, Dobbins, Dalvin Cook. I love Kamara. He's yeah, suspended. I don't care. It's, I- it's either Kamara, Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy, or Brandon Ayuk. Or we get real risky and go Mike Williams. And you have a complete Charger stack. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> I mean, I do think we need to pick a running back here, honestly. I think receivers, like we said, you got a lot more talent on the board with receivers. I think running backs – it's a tough spot. Um, if I'm picking a running back, I'm probably going to go Javonta or Brees Hall. We ended up going Javonta. The clock runs too quick in this, man. We went with Javonta. I think if you're drafting Javonta in a re- in the league, make sure you're targeting Samaje. Pete, what do you think? I think Cuff is of the utmost importance. The utmost importance uh, when you're talking about guys coming off their ACL tears. Uh I, the only one other one that comes to mind is Brees, and I would have loved to have Michael Carter this year if it wasn't for Dalvin Cook coming in. I, I love Carter, and I love Carter's skill set just the same as I love Pirine, right? I love their skill set, and I love what they can do in the absence of the uh, of the starting running back. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, definitely getting the cuff on a lot of late-round picks with running backs definitely helps out. I think that's probably what our bench is going to look like, hopefully. That's the plan, at least, I think, to kind of get some of those guys where if you do have a freak accident with these top running backs, you're able to back them up with someone. But a little recap here as well. So before we made that last pick, running backs kind of flew off the board. So some of these guys here maybe – I mean, I was thinking of some of them to grab, but Alexander Madison, James Conner, Kenneth Walker, Miles Sander, James Cook all went ahead of us. Um, so tough there. But like we said, we took Javante. I still really feel somewhat confident about him. I do think the Broncos offense is going to be, you know, you would hope it'd be better than last year. It's pretty hard to be a lot be worse than last year. I do think there is some concern, though, with Javante. It is a little bit of a risky pick, but that's why we already have those two stud running backs and Eckler and Jacobs where we don't have to worry as much with this type of pick. Yeah, absolutely. And the way that the draft kind of goes with these keeper leagues, all that elite tier talent is gone, right? So now it's all about evaluating situations. And if anybody – either hasn't drafted yet or is in their roster construction phase or still moving their lineup around. It's not locked in. Evaluating upside and evaluating floors is the most important thing you can do in fantasy football is what is the risk relative to the reward of a certain player? And that's why those high floor players 
are going to go crazy. And it's the guys that you don't think about. I love DJ Moore. He has such a high floor this upcoming season, right? There's not a lot of risk there for a guy that's going to guarantee yeah. almost a thousand yards. Yeah. So we're back up here. I, I do agree with you, Pete, on just the low risk and stuff like that. Um, probably go wide receiver or running back again here. The wide receivers I like here. I mean, I like Terry McLaurin. I like Jerry Judy. I like Tyler Lockett. I like Christian Kirk. Which of those guys would you go, Pete? We can't go Lockett and DK. Uh, You can. can. That would be a little much to rely on Geno Smith for. Could you read them off again for the listeners? Yeah, real quick here. We got Terry, Judy, um, Christian Kirk, or George Pickens. I like Kirk a lot. Call me crazy. Okay. You know, we didn't get Ridley. We didn't take that risk. We got Christian Kirk, and I think he's a good – I mean, he's a good wide receiver three for us. I think he's a great wide receiver three. Super producer Nick C and I have a bet this upcoming season. I think Kirk is going to ball out. Some notable names that have came off the board since we drafted last. Um, a couple Here's a couple that were actually ahead of us that didn't read off, but J.K. Dobbins, Brandon Ayuk, Gavin Ingram all went ahead. There's only been a couple after us here. Uh, it's going a little bit slow right now, but Brees Hall went out, off the board right after us. C-Dub, Christian Watson, and then – Mike Willie just went. Um, we got a pick, about six picks out here. Um, we have our quarterbacks filled, three running backs, three receivers. So I think the move here, again, is probably running back or receiver on the next two picks. And then we'll probably think about maybe going tight end. But right now on the board, some running backs. We got Jonathan Taylor on the board. It's a little bit of a risky pick, but. I think you grabbed Taylor this late in the draft, man. Call me crazy. Uh, we talked about it, Max and I, this past weekend. We had my father's draft. We helped him out with a little bit. And uh, he was sitting there in the sixth round, and we just took him. I don't care. Yeah. It was the third. It was a. It's a big league. It's 14-team league, but I don't care. Like, he will play. I, I do not think he will sit out the entire year, and it is worth the risk at that round. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I like I said, I think – I'm leaning Taylor here. I'm not sure about Max, but I do believe that, like we already kind of discussed, I mean, we did get two stud backs, Eckler and Jacobs. Javante is somewhat of a risk. Um, I wouldn't say it's a huge risk, um, but then obviously Taylor would be substantial risk just because he's going to be missing those four games. So we would have to fill his spot um, for those first four. I don't know, Max. What do you think? He's risky, man, because, like, if he gets traded and he goes to, like, the Chiefs, like, he's going to win people leagues. Um, he's falling in a lot of these drafts right now. A lot of people are feeling the same way I am with Taylor, with Cup, with Kelsey even now. Given the people that are on the board, especially at running back, like I don't like anyone other than Taylor. Um, so I would probably go Taylor. If we didn't go Taylor, I'd probably want Jerry Judy. Um, I think Jerry Judy is a pretty safe play for the AFC West as well, you know. We're on the pick here in a couple. Um Pickens, Montgomery, and Njoku have all gone off the board. So no one who we were really targeting, that's good. I'm leaning towards Taylor. Taylor's there. I think we're grabbing him and just going to kind of feel it out. Um, I think we already have a good enough team um, where we're going to be able to kind of run the table anyways. So I think it's okay to take the risk here. I'm all for it. All right. So the guys are going to do one more round for everyone out there. This league is a 26-round league. Is that correct? Yeah, we're, uh, again, degenerates. 
Yes, it's a long draft, so we don't want to hold the listeners through all of it. We're going to do one more pick, and then we'll send everyone on their merry way. So just reading off our team here, one more time for the listeners. We have Herbert, Fields, Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Javonta Williams, Jonathan Taylor, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Christian Kirk. We're missing two wide receivers, a tight end, one tight end, two flex, a defenses, and kickers. I like Judy, man. It's either Judy or Terry for me, honestly. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't hate it. Uh, it's tough because there are reports that out that Judy is out for the first three to four weeks. Not sure how true that is. I mean, if it'll be maybe only two weeks and then be limited for like maybe a third or fourth week, but it is tough not having him there. Um, we do, I would say, our running backs are probably a little – it's really close, honestly, right now. I'd say our running backs are a little bit stronger right now than our receivers. Keenan Allen does always seem to – get tweaked up during the season. Um, Kirk's a little bit of risk, obviously, having, uh, you know, one ball for too many hands. And then Metcalf will get his, like we've mentioned. Um, I do think we got to go receiver here. I like Judy. I mean, right, I guess I can give the listeners some people on the board here. What would you do here? Uh, we got Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin, Judy, Marquise Brown, Lockett, Judy and Metcalf, so that wouldn't make too much sense. Hitman, Brandon Cooks. Jordan Addison a little bit down the board as well. I don't mind um, the Addison pick. I don't mind Mike Ev. I hate Mike Ev, man. I mean, there is stuff that saying that what doesn't Mike Ev kind of want out of Tampa? Um, you think that's something that happened this year even? Force his way out, sit out, or? He could. Sad Terry just went. I don't mind Jahan Dotson. I don't like Dotson just because the commander's offense is – a little bit not air raid. Uh, obviously, you can't get you know every pick you want. I'd um, go Judy or Addison. Those are my two. I think we're gonna go Judy. I'm hoping that his injury isn't too serious. Yeah, it's unfortunate it is out three four weeks, but I do think when he comes back healthy, um, hopefully he can produce in the field. I mean, it seems like Russ really likes him, and he's a stud. Bama stud. Guy knows how to play ball. Um, we do kind of have that. Bronco stack as well. We got him and Javanta, so a couple guys on the squad. Better there. hope, better hope Russ is able to write the shit. We really hope the AFC West is able to write the shit. We got Herbert, Eckler, Jacobs, Javante, Keenan, Judy, and Kelsey all on our team, all from the AFC West. So see that. And when goes. and when Taylor gets traded to Kansas City, you'll have another one. That's right. That's right. It'll be electric. Goodness. So that wraps up our draft segment here. We appreciate you listening. Thanks, everyone, for making it to the end. Please make sure you go to Twitter. Go to Twitter. Go check out our page at Dynasty Monarchy. We are giving away a free, 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 let me say it one more time, free Garrett Wilson signed New York Jets jersey for free on our Twitter page. All you have to do is follow us and retweet the post. It is pinned. We're going to be giving it away at halftime during the Monday Night Football Jets and Bill's game, I am going ballistic. Just I, I, I'm antsy thinking about that game. I'm antsy thinking about the fantasy season starting. Max, you know when we when we're together during the draft, you, me, super producer, all the other guys from the Mike Vrabel League. When we're together during the draft, the league season feels like it's so far away. It is tangible. I can taste it, and it tastes sweet this year. I'm really excited for uh, for the season. Can't wait, man. One day away. Simple as that. We'll see you next week for a week one breakdown and prediction for week two. Everyone, when you're at home this Sunday, 
Take it in and enjoy. Football is back. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice? Tweet or DM at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter. Until next time, farewell, my fellow kings and queens.